The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised. On this week's Court TV podcast, Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell are about to spend their first anniversary in separate jail cells for their alleged involvement in the deaths of Lori's kids, JJ and Tylee. Right now, their trials are separate, but an upcoming hearing could change all of that. Court TV's Chanley Painter will join us with the latest developments. The million-dollar question is, will the couple turn on each other? Attorney Joshua Schiffer thinks one of them is a lock for a plea bargain and will tell us why. This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan. Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. I'm Vinny Politan. Thanks so much for downloading and listening and sharing it with a friend. We'd, we'd appreciate you if you could uh, share the podcast with a friend who's into the true crime world. Now, the story we're going to talk about today is one that has many levels and layers to it. And I could take the rest of the podcast to explain the story in great detail to you. But what you can do is you can go to episode 59 of the Court TV podcast and get the full background on the case of the so-called cult mom, Lori Vallow Daybell, and her husband, the doomsday prophet, Chad Daybell. I'll give you just a couple quick lines, okay? They were married to different people. Both of their spouses are dead. She had two children. They disappeared. She married Chad Daybell, Lori Vallow Daybell, and then the children were found buried in his backyard. Meanwhile, they had a honeymoon in Hawaii. So that's kind of like the the short version of it, uh, the longer version again, episode 59. Uh, check that out. In the meantime, we have a lot of news to talk about in this case, and I want to bring in Court TV legal correspondent Chanley Painter, who has been covering this story for many, many, many months, has made trips out to Idaho, where all of this, where most of this has taken place, because other parts have taken place in Arizona and in Hawaii, uh, but she spent a lot of time in Idaho. Uh, Chanley, great to see you. Hey, Vinny, glad to be back. Okay, now, um, I don't know how familiar you are with, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, used to do a segment called Mean Tweets, right? And he would have people come out and read mean tweets that they got, you know, people making fun of them. And it was a funny uh, segment. But today, in this case, we have Means Tweet, which is kind of like it, but a little bit different. And, and Mark Means is the attorney for the doomsday cult mom, Lori Valladaybell, and he tweeted something. Would you please, for the folks listening at home who have not seen this tweet, describe it for us? My pleasure. So Mark Means, he's not he's a stranger to being sort of controversial in his social media. But recently he tweeted with a gif of rats running. Rats. Like 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 the things that chase after cheese and, and, and stuff, right? Oh yeah. So he tweets, as I prepare the defense for Lori Vallodebo, I am learning that persons like Melanie Gibbs, it's Gibb, not Gibbs, by the way, and her boyfriend, David Warwick, appear to have been eagerly, quote, involved in more than they let on. If you know something, say something, exclamation point. So, all right, let's let's give a little perspective first. He, he's talking about Melanie Gibb, who I've described as the star witness in this trial. Can you let the folks know who Melanie Gibb is and, and who this other gentleman is? Yes, yeah, so Melanie Gibb is the state's star witness. She 
is a former best friend of Lori Vallow Daybell. They met many years ago. In fact, Melanie Gibb was there when Lori Vallow met Chad Daybell, her current husband, in person for the first time in fall of 2018. So she's a key inside glimpse, really, of who Lori Vallow Daybell is and was and that relationship that unfolded between Lori and Chad Daybell. And she's key also because, again, the prosecution uh, is charging them with conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, concealment of evidence. And, well, back November, almost a year ago, uh, Lori Vallow called Melanie Gibber best friend when Rexburg police were conducting a welfare check on the whereabouts of her son, J.J. Vallow. And so Lori calls Melanie and says, hey, please tell the police that JJ is with you in Arizona. So she asked, Lori asked her friend to lie for her. Aye, aye, aye. Let's, let's do this because she, she testified. Let's play a little bit of the testimony relevant to what you just said. And again, this is uh, Melanie Gibb. I recorded a conversation um, with Chad and Lori on Chad Daybell's phone. Uh, about 21 minute conversation um, and that conversation was about where was JJ? The conversation talked about why did you tell the police that I had JJ when I did not? And she explained that. And I also explained to her my concern for her, for her salvation and Chad's and that they had been very deceived. And I also wanted to make sure that the police knew that I did not have anything to do with this. All right. So when we listen to that, uh, Chanley, it seems there was concern by Melanie Gibb that she somehow was getting wrapped up into this whole thing. And I guess she, she actually lied to police though, didn't she initially? She did. And she, she came clean on the witness stand during the preliminary hearing when under cross-examination by Chad's attorney, John Pryor, he said, you lied to the police. And she said, yes, I did. But she came clean. Uh, I think it was 10, 12 days later, she actually had that recorded phone call with Lori and Chad, and that was played in, during the preliminary hearing. So she wanted to make sure that she knew, the police knew, she wasn't as involved, and she came clean. So getting back to the means tweet, it seems he's saying that Melanie Gibb is up to something here, that, that she has, I mean, I'm trying to figure this out. Like, what could her possible motive be in all this other than to tell the truth and get herself out of trouble for initially lying to police? That's a great question. And, you know, really, when you think about his tweet and what he says, I, I would expect him to argue that in, in trial, right, that she's being untruthful. She has motive to say this or that or she's more involved. Point the finger to her whatever. But again, in a tweet, it makes it a little bit odd. And so Melanie Gibb, who's been uh, communicating, I guess, statements through the East Idaho reporter, Nate Eaton, she says in response to this tweet that, quote, truth will prevail. So this is like a throwdown. You've got the um, defense attorney for the so-called doomsday cult mom, Lori Vallow-Daybell, calling out the state star witness, the state star witness saying the truth will prevail. There was a preliminary hearing for Chad Daybell, but Lori Vallow and her attorney waived their rights. So these two, he's never had a, an opportunity to 
cross-examine her or ask her questions. So they're just they're having a Twitter war before the trial. Right. And, he, you know, he's saying he did give a statement to Court TV that he's zealously advocating for his client and that he points to the resources of the state of Idaho, saying, look, they have the FBI, all of these experts. They can call anyone into interview. And here we are. We're on a budget. We can't do all of that. But you make a good point, Vinny, because he could have put her on the record during a preliminary hearing and cross-examined her to find out more information or whatever he may need. So again, he thinks that he's up against Goliath, uh, the state here in his defense. And, and not only the, the state, but the FBI was involved. And then he's also called out um, the LDS, right? Yeah, he did. So again, he gave me a statement. He says he's dealing with a pool of witnesses who are LDS that have been instructed to not speak up or participate in this case or our justice system by the first presidency of said religious corporation, end quote. That's what he told me. So basically the way Mark Means is painting the picture, it's just me and Lori Vallow Daybell against the state of Idaho, the FBI, and the Mormon religion. Exactly. And witnesses who are untruthful and actually know more than they're saying. Wow. All right. So let's um, kind of set the table with, with where we are right now. Um, what is happening next and how is everything progressing? And I always have to remind people, there are no murder charges in this case. The charges are all relative to the remains that were found in her new hubby's backyard, but no one's been charged with murder. So what exactly is happening next and, and when, when will it happen? Yeah, that's a great point. No murder charges yet, but keep in mind, the state of Idaho, you can actually indict with a grand jury with coronavirus. That's on delay, so maybe that's the holdup for the prosecutor. Who knows? I was thinking about that the other day. But currently, we're kind of in a, a state of, of, of stillness or uncertainty in the case because there's these huge motions that the court needs to consider. The first one's coming up actually this week. It's where Chad Daybell is objecting to the prosecutor's motion to join his case with his wife, Lori, into one trial. So that's coming up. They're going to argue that in front of the judge. He will decide whether or not to join them. So that that's whether or not doomsday profit and cult mom will be tried together or separately. The state wants them together. Chad Daybell's attorney and Chad Daybell want them separate. What does um, the mean tweeter want out of this? Do they want do they want one trial or two trials? Mark Means, Lori's attorneys, didn't object to it. He's okay with Lori and Chad being tried together, at least at this point, Vinny. So he's not objecting to it. So he's going to let Chad's attorney object and argue against it. Okay, so this is a big decision because it's it's I think it's a lot easier for defendants when not everyone's there, right? Where you've got okay, yeah, old Chad Daybell, he's he's the boogeyman, he's the bad guy, he's not here. Or Lori Vallow Daybell, she's that crazy cult mom, she's not here, folks. So I, I can understand that. And me, as a former prosecutor, I just want everybody in court at once. They want to point the finger at each other. They're both sitting at the same table. Uh, the jury will take care of them. Okay, uh, and and this right now we're kind of like. It was like a year ago when everything was really happening, right? Because it it was wasn't that long ago that the Doomsday Prophet and Cult Mom, this this happy couple, were married to other people who were actually alive. Yes, Vinny. In fact, we're coming up on the Doomsday Couple's one year wedding anniversary in November, November fifth, when they ran off to Hawaii two weeks after 
Tammy Daybell, his wife, Chad's wife, suddenly passed away in her sleep, which would be October 19th. So we just have the anniversary of Tammy Daybell's death. I just want, is- I just want to slow that down for one second for folks <laughs> that don't know. October 19th, a man who's, how long was he married to Tammy Daybell, Chad Daybell? For decades, almost 30 years. 30-year marriage. They have a bunch of children who seem to be very nice, by the way, right? Yes, they are very nice. And, and well-adjusted. 30 years, raising a family. The wife is dead, October 19th. And then November 5th, he's in Hawaii with his new wife. You are correct. Wow. Yes, and it shocked so many in that community. His neighbors, I spoke to lots of his neighbors when I was there. They couldn't believe it. It was even, we're told, scandalous under, you know, Mormon terms to remarry so soon. Absolutely. Well, Chanley, I know we've got a a lot more to talk about because a lot more is going to happen. I'm so glad that you could be on here today to kind of uh, reset everything because it's been a while. There's been so much happening in the legal world, but it looks like uh, things are back on track in this case. And and we'll find out some uh, big decisions very soon. Chanley Painter, legal correspondent for Court TV. Thank you so much. Thanks, Benny. All right. So you've got two cases. You've got two defendants here. No one's been charged with murder, but at some point, someone needs to be charged with murder. These two children did not die of natural causes. These two children um, did not commit suicide. They were killed. They were murdered. And our system of justice has to do something about it. And and we know, uh, based upon all the other evidence involved here, who was closest to them and who the suspects are. But do prosecutors have enough to, to prosecute one or the other. And, and perhaps the only way you can do it is to cut a deal with either the doomsday prophet or cult mom. But who should get the deal? We're going to debate that when we come back with uh, Josh Schiffer. He's an incredible attorney, uh, but we never see things the same way. That's, that's why I like having him on the show. So who should get the deal? Cult mom or the doomsday prophet? That's next. true crime series these are the true stories behind the trials renowned journalist ashley benfield takes you behind the scenes of the most compelling cases in history we focus on the detail we focus on the evidence and investigates the murders lies and alibis that led to justice in the courtroom this is the new chapter in true crime judgment with ashley benfield all new episodes sunday nights at eight on court tv So there are no murder charges in this case involving the death of two children, two children who are totally 1000% innocent and should be alive today. And no one's been charged. And it's, and it's frustrating for many of us who've been following the story, but we know there's no statute of limitations on murder and we know there's other issues, but the big issue might be not enough evidence. You know, you don't want to go forward with murder charges until you have enough evidence to for sure lock it down because you only get one shot. You only get one shot. If the jury comes back not guilty, it's done. And that that person is free forever. So the issue in this case is if prosecutors have to go down that road, who gets the deal? Should it be cult mom or doomsday prophet Chad Daybell, her new husband? And, you know, it's it's a tough one for prosecutors because you want to get you want to get everyone that's responsible. But at some point, you may have to cut a deal here. So. Um, I want you to take a listen to a little bit more of the testimony from Melanie Gibb from the preliminary hearing, because it's interesting because um, she has a conversation, not just with her friend, 
Lori Valadebel, but also with her husband because she knows both of them. Take a listen. When I picked up, she said, hi, Melanie, this is, you know, well, she probably didn't say her name, but she said, just want to let you know everything's fine. She was upbeat, cheery, acting like nothing was wrong. What happened after that? Um, she told me that the police had been there asking for JJ and that she told the police that I had JJ, that I was at a movie called Frozen, that she asked me just to pick up my phone and take a picture, a random picture of kids running around, um, and that she would come by and pick him up and then, no, I'm sorry, that after me driving home from Utah to Arizona, that she would come and get him later that week. So that testimony and that conversation that Melanie Gibb had with Chad Daybell makes Chad Daybell look like he is totally involved and nervous and knows what's going on here. And ultimately, I believe both he and Lori Vallow Daybell know everything. I mean, they know everything. I think they're doing this is somehow in conjunction. But as a prosecutor, if I don't have enough evidence to get both of them, I have to cut a deal with someone. And I think in this case, the deal should actually be cut with the doomsday prophet, Chad Daybell. Let me bring in attorney Josh Schiffer, uh, friend of the show, uh, uh, 8 to 11 each night on Court TV. He's been on many, many times. Great attorney. Uh, Josh, great to see you. Great to see you, too. And friend of the show, that's, that's pretty generous considering how I fight with you. And I totally get why you would go for Chad. You'd want to give away the farm to the kingpin and let it fall down to a patsy. Because I think that without a doubt, Chad Daybell is the cult leader. He's the guy that wrote the Cray Cray books. And what we've got is one of his sycophants who has fallen head over heels and made the insane decision to murder or participate in the murder of their own child. And that's why the state has got to go to Lori. Lori gives them the keys to the kingdom, whereas Chad, what's he gonna do? He's gonna throw his helpers under the bus. No one thinks that Lori uh, possesses all of her faculties as a proper parent or adult. She, she was involved, in my opinion, pretty clearly with the death, dismemberment, and hiding of her own children. What possesses someone to do that? You don't just come up with that plan. She's acting for somebody else. And that's Chad. So don't give him a pass, Vinny. Well, we one or the other. You're giving a pass to Lori Valadebel. Now, uh, Josh, you've been on the show. What do I say at the end of every show? Do you do you recall what I say? Your 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 sign off. Uh, I'm trying. Yes. To, it's hug your family. It's hug your hug your. No, no, no. It's don't forget to hug the kids. Yeah, hug the kids. Okay. Yeah, hug the kids. Hug right. the family. Right. Yeah. Right. Because. I believe that all of us have a, a collective responsibility, but first and foremost is the job of a parent because children rely on us 1000% for everything. They intrinsically trust us and we are the ones responsible for those children. And these two children, JJ and Tylee, uh, both trusted and loved their mother. She was the one who was in charge of those kids. She's the one who brought those children to Idaho. She is the one who separated them uh, from the rest of the family. She is the one that they looked to. And she is the one who broke that trust. 
So ultimately for me, if I have to pick culpability in a case down the road, if and when there are charges for murder, and I believe a mother, and I can't even call him a stepfather because those children are dead before they get married, but the, her and her the, the future stepfather of those children, I have to go after mom. To me, she is the big fish because she is the one connected to the victims here. Chad Daybell is not connected to the victims in this case the way she is. Those victims did not rely upon and trust him like they trusted her. There would be no murder without Chad Daybell. Certainly, Lori had something to do with this. They're her kids. The kids apparently needed to get taken out of the picture upon someone's idea. But do you think that idea came from mom? Hey, let's free myself so I can go uh, chase the cult leader. Or do you think it comes from the cult leader who is giving this woman some sort of twisted direction she is the scapegoat from him. He also could have used this crime as a way to separate himself from Lori when he figured out exactly how deeply twisted this woman is. I just don't see how you can think that the mom choosing to do this horrible thing is somehow more guilty or culpable or less deserving of leniency than the person who created this whole cultish existence in the first place. And then to add on all of the socio-political issues from the religious angle, now, man, it rolls uphill in traditional families. You've got a male-dominated family unit who's telling the woman what to do and how to do it, and that's just what happened in this twisted fantasy. They ended up eliminating these poor children, and it wasn't mom's idea. Mom unlocks this. Mom can tell everybody, Here's the path that I went down, and there's going to be legitimate remorse because Chad Daybell didn't care about those kids. Whatever Chad's motivation is, it's different from JJ. It's not there. Mom had a lot to give up and do that was wrong in order to please Chad. And therefore, if I'm the state, I'm going double barrel after Chad. I'm going to flip the witnesses. I'm going to flip the co-defendant. And I'm going to go for broke in the trial because you're right. You commented earlier on how there's not murder charges and there's not a lot of evidence of murder. How do you get to murder? You need that cooperating witness. Right. You need Lori to come out. and admit well, You need Chad Daybell who, who understands what's happening with the children of his new bride. Now, let's not forget the history of Lori Vallow Daybell. How many husbands does she have? And how many of them are still alive? It's not a person I'm going to go out on a date with any day here. Well, exactly. You go at your own risk. But the bottom line is this is a woman who is not driven by anything other than pleasing herself. She puts herself above everything else and, and has destroyed a family, absolutely destroyed a family for herself. I mean, I could still picture her face smirking down in Hawaii, holding a literally holding a bag full of money as her children are rotting in the ground. This is the woman that I believe needs to be punished uh, above and beyond anyone else in this case. But how did she get to that choice to do something so awful? Does she just pop open one morning, go roll over and say, hey, I'm going to go kill my kids because it'll be better for... No, she's taking direction from her religious leader, the guy that's taught her all about the zombies, 
that are inhabiting the souls of her children. She's not making this stuff up. Remember, look at his background. Look at the books. Look at how he has gathered people around to literally eat out of his hands. And she is the saddest example of his followers. I hesitate to believe that she came up with this herself in her own sick, twisted, mentally ill universe. She took a lead from Chad. Who knows? Maybe Chad didn't think she was going to do it. Maybe Chad was trying to eliminate her by having her to commit a crime. And that would allow him to escape from her because his life certainly changed. Married for a decade. And then one month wife's alive. Next month wife's dead. Next month I've got a new wife. Come on now. This is all the hallmarks of a sick and twisted, pathologically evil person doing a terrible thing. You, you can't put that same guilt on the Lord. Josh, did you just try to butt for me? Oh, man. But the old butt for uh, tactic, uh, you know, but for Chad, let me tell you, uh, but for Lori Vallow Daybell doing everything that a mother should not do to protect her children, one of whom was actually special needs. This woman just lied. You know what she was motivated by? She was motivated by her hatred of, of the grandparents of little JJ. She was a spiteful woman, absolutely spiteful who hated people and and she is not clean she is so far from clean i mean just the way that she has gone from husband to husband to husband there's nothing wrong with getting divorced but it, it tells me about who she is and what she wants to do and and charles vallow her husband that was was shot by her brother. Don't forget about her role in all of that, right? And and the ice water that's running in her veins as she leans up against the car, flirting with the police officers 10 minutes after her husband uh, was shot and killed by her brother in cold blood. Um, she is just one who, who cannot feel or show remorse because she doesn't have it. She does not have it, and she is someone who needs to be put away forever. And again, this is only because we have to make a choice, and I do not see her as any sort of a victim. She was podcasting about all this, Josh. So you're going And you know you can't, you can't trust anybody on a podcast. You can't trust anybody on a podcast, and you're going the easy route, the emotional route. So let me try to appeal to your logic. How's that for once? How about we talk about the easiest case for the state to carry? Maybe they're not getting sucked in to these fantasies and they want to do the cleanest case for them. So what? who gets the better deal and makes the case stronger for the state? State's got two dead kids, two people arguably involved. Which one of them, when you flip, gets the other one really hard? You flip mom. Mom's already a liar who asks people to lie, convicting her Standing alone is harder than convicting Chad Daybell, whether they try this case together or separately. Because remember, state doesn't know how it's going to get tried. I imagine it's going to be together. And it's much easier for the DA to carry the burden of guilty beyond a reasonable doubt with a flipping mom with mental illness against the cult leader than the other way around. Beating up poor mom for doing what the guy who got the deal told her to do? Are you kidding me? That makes the state a co-conspirator in this murder. They're literally letting the cult leader go after the kids are dead. Thanks, state. That's some real serious justice you're doling out. Now, I wasn't going to let him go. 
He's going to do time, Josh. I mean, you're exaggerating a little bit. But anyhow, let's see how it all plays out, you know? And, and, when, and, and if and when there's a deal, we'll bring you back on, we'll replay this, and then we'll declare a winner. Oh, man, winning and losing. It's like I went into that industry. It's, it's shocking and difficult to rate me like that. Vinny, thanks again so much. I always love seeing you. I love listening to you. Keep up the great fight for people out there. Thank you, Josh Schiffer, folks. Awesome. All right. When we come back, I have a warning, and this is a warning for everyone who wants justice in this case, and this is for the upcoming trials and for potential murder trials down the road. Beware of the empty chair. I'll explain it next. Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area. Beware of the empty chair. This could be the biggest obstacle that prosecutors have in the cases against Chad Daybell, the doomsday prophet, and his bride, Lori Vallow, the so-called doomsday cult mom. The empty chair is the person who most likely physically took the lives of these two children. Alex Cox is his name. Lori Vallow's brother, okay? This is the guy who shot and killed Charles Vallow. We know that because he admitted to it on video, claimed it was self-defense. But Alex Cox died before prosecutors could do anything about it. This is the guy who really, when you look at the entire case, and again, I, 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 I implore you to go back to episode 59 to get the whole story here. But Alex Cox is the brother of Lori Vallow, and he is the hitman of this whole operation. He is the one going around town, firing guns and taking lives. And there is strong evidence from Melanie Gibb, that he is with JJ just before he disappears. And we know, we know he's everywhere. He moved out to Idaho with Lori Vallow. But he is dead. He's absolutely dead. He's not coming back. He'll never be charged with anything. He's not going to cut a deal. He's not going to testify. But he's going to be such a huge part of all of these trials. Because there is evidence that he is at the burial site of where the remains are found, tracking his cell phone, which plays right into the hands of the defendants because they can point at him and he has no response. There, there is no comeback. First of all, we know he's evil, but the state cannot rehabilitate him. The state cannot cut a deal with him to come into court and to say how these other two were involved. He can't speak up for himself. And that chair will be so empty, but looming so large. Anytime a criminal defendant can point at a chair and say, well, yeah, yeah, my client's on trial, but the real bad person is the one that's not here. And that's what Lori Vallow is going to say. And Chad Daybell is going to say, Chad Daybell will take it one step further and say, he's not here, Alex Cox. And, and guess what? By the way, that's Lori's brother. He's not related to Chad Daybell. That's Lori's brother. He's the evil one. So I think the picture will be clear to the jury that Alex Cox is in the middle of this and perhaps the enforcer, if that's what you want. I don't even know how to... 
what to call him, but he is the one because there's, there, there are other incidents where people are shot at and things happen. And all the evidence in those instances point directly to Alex Cox as well. I mean, he's in the middle of all of this. There's a storage facility when the children go missing that, that things are brought to. And, and there's, there's video of Alex Cox's truck coming in and out of that storage facility. So here's the problem for a prosecutor is you've got to include Alex Cox in the conspiracy and link him to the other two and make sure that link is strong. That's really what your case is about, is about keeping that connection because they're going to do everything in their power to try to separate it, to try to make Alex Cox out to be this, this monster who could not be controlled, who was dangerous and was so dangerous that Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow Daybell may actually paint themselves as victims of Alex Cox. It plays perfectly into their hands. Perfectly. And like so many other people associated with this case, he died under strange circumstances. I mean, he just died. You know, he, was, he wasn't shot, wasn't hit by a car, didn't commit suicide. Somehow he just died. And, and the, you know, everyone thought it was mysterious because he died on the day after it was announced that Chad Daybell's wife, Tammy's body was going to be exhumed. So now they're exhuming the body of Tammy Daybell, and the next day, Alex Cox dies. And everyone who looks at this says, how could that possibly be a coincidence? But that's apparently the way the evidence is playing out. So you're not going to be able to link Chad Daybell or Lori Vallow Daybell to the death of Alex Cox. There's no evidence of that. So now you've got to connect all three to everything that happened to the children. You've got to do it through the cell phone records. You've got to do it through eyewitness testimony. You've got to do it through some photographs that you have. And, and any sort of testimony from people on the outside who understood the nature of this bizarre relationship between brother and sister and the relationship between Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow Daybell. And then you've got to make that last connection between Chad and Alex Cox. One of the reasons that, that I wanted to if I had to choose, I would choose Chad Daybell to go after is because I think it's easier to link Alex Cox to Lori Vallow Daybell as well. They're brother and sister. There's an automatic connection. They were with each other. And he, he had beaten up one of her prior husbands as well. This guy was just out of control. So that's the challenge. As we move forward in the case and these trials start to happen, Keep an eye on that. And I know prosecutors in Idaho have this at the top of their list of concerns going into the case. You always do as a prosecutor when everyone is not there at the same time. Beware of the empty chair. All right, folks. Each night on Court TV, which is a television network, I have a show from 8 to 11 every night. If you haven't seen it and you have a digital antenna, please rescan your digital antenna to find our signal. We also, uh, of course, you can find information on CourtTV.com. We have an incredible website that has a library of all the great trials through the years on Court TV. And check out the show notes here for all the links uh, to information about this case. It's one of the big ones that we're tracking on Court TV, your front row seat to justice. I'm Vinny Politan. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. And as always, don't forget to hug the kids. This podcast is a production of Court TV.
Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.